You're now tuned in to Passion Over Profits. Today, we're going in deep dive. We have a guest that is from, what's the name of the company, sir? PHP Agency. PHP Agency. Now, we're about to jump in and talk about, what are we talking about today, business? We're talking about, we're talking about business. We're talking about insurance mainly, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of questions out there about insurance, mm-hmm. you know? How does insurance work? What type of insurance to get? Um, some of you out there listening have your own insurance already. Um, and you probably don't even know how it works. You know, you're just paying a, a monthly fee or whatever. So we're going to deep dive into the insurance game. Um, who knows? I might even leave with some insurance today. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, it has been a lot of um, mention about insurance over the last couple of years. Like, as far as I think in the urban community, I think after COVID, financial literacy and mm-hmm. covering yourself has been uh, circulating a lot. So, I mean... Let's get let's go. What 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 the what is going on with insurance and why is it important? So so it's a couple of things. So number one, um, I think the biggest thing most people need to know about insurance is that it's not what it used to be. So most people when they think of insurance, it's like this thing that where I get it, I'm paying into it, and then when I die, somebody else gets all my money. Right? That's what most people think about when they think about insurance. Mm-hmm. But today insurance is this thing that could pay you while you're alive. And so that's the biggest thing that people need to know is that it's been changing. So not only can it pay you while you're alive, but you can use it in different ways, which I'm going to a couple of them. But there's a lot of different ways where you can use insurance outside of the traditional ways that, you know, um, that most people would think about. Right. Yep. Gotcha. I don't, I don't know if you want me to go into them now. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, so, do it. So, so, all right. So here it goes. So a couple of things. Well, one, um, let's say if somebody were to get sick, right? They got cancer. They had a heart attack. They had a stroke. You know, um, now with um, life insurance, it'll pay you while you're alive. You can use that money to keep you alive, right, to where it's not just going to, um, you know, like I said, pay your family after you pass away. So then now you can use it to pay your medical bills. You could use it to pay for your lights, you know, for, for your house if you can't work. Let's say you got a bad car accident. I can't work. I'm broken up. I'm at the house for the next year. Now this policy will pay you so that you can, you know, pretty much sustain your life you know, and, and pretty much do whatever you need to do. So that, that's one aspect, right, when it comes to that. The next thing is this, is that a lot of people now, you ever heard of these terms like infinite banking, mm-hmm. things of that nature? Mm-hmm. So then what people are doing is they're utilizing um, a properly structured life insurance policy to pretty much build savings, right? And the reason why they do this is because life insurance is one of the few vehicles where it has a lot of different um, tax benefits to where you're not going to be paying taxes on this money, all right? So then now I can... Create a situation where I'm building money in this policy. I can start borrowing money from myself. And when I borrow money from myself, I don't need to have a certain credit score. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like I, I pretty much I won't deny myself. And then when do I got to pay myself back? The answer is never. You know, so you can start borrowing money from yourself, leverage that to do different things. And then so these are that's one of the big things that people are doing life insurance now. Mm-hmm. Got you. OK. Yep. Now, you, you said that people are not. Um, it's not like before how it mm-hmm. used to be, right? Yes. So with that being said, like this is this just a burst of new information that's come to the market, or has it always been in place? Or no, well, no. So, so it's a mixture of both. So yes, more people are um, learning about it now, but it's actually new policies that exist that didn't exist before. Mm. So I was like, say, it's like insurance. It's almost like a cell phone. Where twenty years ago, cell phones all they did was you know make calls. That mm-hmm. was it. 
Today you got a smartphone, and it's like, what could you do on a smartphone? Right, almost like everything. Everything, <laughs> right? So it, it does more than just make calls. Now I can run my whole business on my phone. So insurance has literally been evolving to where it's not the same thing, you know. And, and the insurance that existed when you know our, our with our parents or our grandparents is different today. It's a mm. thousand times better. It looks the same, but a but a, a Tesla is not a Ford. You get what I'm saying? Gotcha. So it, it's not the same thing, you know. So it's different. That's what's up. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Let's say, I mean, Rich has some insurance already, right? I don't know what, you know, uh, policies and things that he has. Uh-huh. But for someone like me that, that doesn't have any insurance at all. Yeah. So let's bring it back kind of to the first thing that you said. You mentioned about uh, borrowing money from yourself. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, how does that actually work? So let's say I start with a policy. I'm paying whatever, 30, 40 bucks a month. Yeah. And I'm um, I'm assuming that I'm building that money up and that's in a pot, and then a couple years from now, I say, hey, you know what? I need to borrow some of that money. You're just saying I can just call the insurance company up and say, oh, all that money I've been paying for the past months, can I can I get a little bit of that? Yes and no. It's a little more um, complicated than that. So number one, there's two main types of policies, right? So one is a, is a term policy, right? That's the one that doesn't build any cash. That's the one you're paying $20, $30 a month for. So that one is more like the old insurance where it's only going to help your family if you pass away, mm-hmm. right? But now the type of policy that you're building cash into, it's not twenty or thirty dollars. You're putting maybe two or three hundred dollars into it. Okay. Right? So you're feeding it, yeah. Exactly. And then so maybe a hundred of that dollars goes towards the insurance. The rest of the money goes into a cash value account. So that cash value account is growing with interest. Right. That interest that is getting, depending on how the policy is set up, it might be a fixed interest rate. It might be where it, it can is variable. It might be indexed. So there's different ways you can get interest on it. But that cash value account will grow over time. That's where you're borrowing your money from. Right. And and pretty much as long as there's money there, you can take it. So it takes time for that to build up. Um, but I would say after a few years, you'll have a nice amount of money in that account. Got you. Yeah. Now, can you can you overfund the account? Absolutely. And now, that, there's a limit. There is a limit. So it's not like I could put a million dollars into it. You know, so so there is a limit. And usually that limit is about, let's say if your normal payment is $200, mm-hmm. your limit might be $1,000. So that's the most you could put into it. And the reason why is because to keep it within the um, the range to where it doesn't become taxable. Because at the end of the day, it's still an insurance product. So we're pretty much, we found the legal loophole to where we could build a bunch of money without paying taxes on it. But there's still guidelines within that, right? So then we're going to put the most I could put into it, but without it becoming taxable so that I still get all these tax benefits, but I'm still growing my cash. Mm -hmm. So they'll let you overfund it, but there is a limit to how much you can do. So the money that you're putting into it Mm -hmm. does not get taxed. So not only does the money not get taxed, but you're not paying the money then when you're putting it in, you're not paying the taxes when you're taking it out. Neither. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And like I said, there's, there's only a few vehicles that that do that, and um, insurance is one of them. Yeah. But like I said, you got to make sure it's structured properly, you know, for for that to happen. Yep. Oh, gotcha. Is there any, um, you know, not to bash any companies or anything uh-huh. like that, but <laughs> is there any one company or one product that's better than the other? Um, no, so it, there is, there is, but it depends on the situation. Mm. So, for example, so with me, I work with like probably 10, 20 different companies at any one time. So, depending on the situation, will change what company is better. So, if the person's just looking to build a bunch of cash, there may be one company that's better for them. But then, if the person's like, no, but I got five kids 
and I want to make sure my kids have the best thing, there may be a different company that's better for them, right? So depending on how much money the person's looking to invest, when they're going to need that money by, and also what their their actual situation is will change which one is the best, mm. right? And and the last thing I'll say with that is you got to remember with insurance, you you pay for it with two things. One is your money, but you also pay for it with your health. For example, that's the only downside to insurance is that if you're sick, you can't get it. Mm. <laughs> you know, or, or if you have too many pre-existing conditions, you can't get it. But as long as you're young and you're healthy, it's the best investment someone can make. But not everybody qualifies for that, right? Um, so then depending on your health situation, that will also change which company you might want to go with. Just because some companies are more lenient towards a person who has diabetes or not. You know, so things like that will change. You know, how do how they much- know about the health uh, Pre-con- precondition. Oh, they're going to look it up. <laughs> so it's something called the MIB, right? So it's not the men in black, right? So it's the, <laughs> the, the Medical Information Bureau. So what happens with that is every time you ever been prescribed the Tylenol, every mm. time you went to a, a, a urgent care, anything, that's all documented. So it's like your credit score, but for your health. Mm. So they look into that so they can see everything. You know, so yeah, that's not a problem with HIPAA, you know, like that. <laughs> no, no, so you you have to sign off on that. So mm. you you give them the, the right, the, yeah, exactly, to look into that. Yep. Mm. So and that's part of the requirements of you getting the policy. Yep. So if you were healthy when you got the policy, what happens if you got sick? Oh, you good. That's why you want to get it while you're healthy. Yep. Not true. They they can never come back and say, oh, you got sick a week later, which is why it's so important to get it mm-hmm. when you're young. And when you're healthy. So um, one thing I'll say is most people think about insurance when they're like our age, right? Right. But the best time to get insurance is when you're a kid, right? Of course. It's, 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 if, so if I have a kid, right, I want to get them a policy as soon as possible. Not because I think something's going to happen to my kid with their health, but because it's cheaper. Nothing is wrong with them, Right. And then so then now they're able to build so much more cash in that type of policy because it was started so early. Right. So that's the big thing that we try to show people too. insurance is not for like older people. Right. No. You want to set this up for your kids when they're like a month old. I've heard that before. I think there was a YouTube video out there called something like the million dollar baby or something Mm. like that. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen that. I think it was. Is it called IUL? Yes. Yes. So I think it was something to set up that. Yep. Um, So that. At a certain point, they can take the money out to use it for college. Yeah, they can use it for college. They can use it for a down payment on a house. They can use it to buy a, a new car, whatever. Mm. It's their cash. But um, I would say if you set it up and the kid is under five and you're paying anywhere between 150 to $200 a month, by the time that kid is reaching like 50, 60 years old, they'll have millions of dollars. Mm. I'm not joking, like literally millions of dollars. And that's paying $150, right? But then... Each year, there's a different amount. So then by that time the kid is, say, 25, um, they'll probably have uh, about a hundred or 200000 in there. You know, so And what could they use it for? Whatever they want. What happens if you stop funding the policy? Well, like, it depends on when. It depends on when. So at, in the beginning, you can't stop funding. So if you stop funding in the beginning, it will lapse, which means you'll no longer have it. But remember, this thing is building cash. So then if you've been paying into this policy for, say, 10, 20 years— now it has $300,000 of cash, so you can stop paying for it, and the policy will pay for itself. Mm-hmm. And it'll use the cash value to pay for the policy. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, depending on when you stop paying, it won't make a difference. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, now, for some people that don't have insurance, you know, the first yeah. thing that they do is they go on YouTube, and yeah. they're looking at all the YouTube videos, the pros, the cons, the mm-hmm. scams, the this and that. Um, let me ask you this question. How do you know? Well, let's start here. From what I, from the research that I've done, yeah. I was told 
nah, don't do a whole life. Whole life yeah. is the is the scam. Do yeah, a yeah. term. Gotcha. Right? Whole life doesn't make sense because you're paying it for your whole life when you can just do the term for X yeah. amount of years. What's your take? What's your take? So on that? here here's the thing. I always tell people this. <laughs> different things are good for different people. Right. So imagine if I sell shoes. Right. But I said everybody needs dress shoes. No sneakers, no boots, never. That that would be not smart, right? So depending on the situation determines what's the best for the person. Mm-hmm. So the truth is, yes, for most people, they should not be getting a whole life. Why? Because it's too expensive. There's a lot of cons to whole life, you know. But if a person is 75 years old, their only option is to get a whole life. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can't get a term at 75. You get gotcha. what I'm saying? So then depending on the situation changes what the person should get. Now, now with the term, is there anything wrong with the term? No. But if the if the person is looking to build cash, terms don't build exactly. cash. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? So it really depends. So if I'm going hiking, I'm not wearing my dress shoes. I'm putting on my boots. You know, if I'm playing basketball, I'm not. You get what I'm saying? So depending on the situation or what I'm trying to accomplish will determine what's the best thing for me. So I think term, whole life, IUL, which is different from a whole life. A lot of people think they're the same. They're not the same. All of them have their own place. So depending on what you're trying to accomplish with this thing will determine which one is the best. Do you find it normal that people have multiple policies and kind of mix and match? Um, No, now they do. So I will help somebody do that. But back in the days, no, because most agents, right, they usually work for a specific company. And then most companies have a philosophy. So, for example, some companies will say, no, everybody should buy term. Some companies say, no, everybody should buy whole life. Well, because I don't work for any one company, I'm going to get you a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And that's like the new wave where people are doing that now. But most people, if they got insurance 10 years ago, whoever sold it to you probably had a philosophy of I believe in this and this only. Mm. You know, so now people are, but they weren't always doing that. But that's the best way. I, I get the best of both worlds. Yep. Who Who would you say is the one that or what company or borough is the mm-hmm. one that administrates the payout, let's just say when someone passes away, because yeah. obviously when they pass away, they go- they're they gone. They yeah. don't know for a fact that that money went to the person. Who Who's to say, like, no, this money is going to get paid out to XYZ individual and who's yeah. control over who gets the money and things like that? I get that. you. So, so there's a couple things. So now, number one, there's a rating bureau, right? So, for example, one of the companies we, we work with, they've never not paid out a claim ever. Mm. And they've been around for close to 200 years. It's never happened where there was a claim that what that like the person passed away, they were paying their policy and no one got. No. So it doesn't happen. You get what I'm saying? And then so the companies will get rated based off of their ability to pay for policies. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So there's so, companies that don't pay out. They, yeah, they are. But we, we personally don't work with those companies. Right. So every company we work with, it'll be an A rated company or better. And what that means with their rating is how like liquid they are, meaning how much money does a company have to where if a bunch of people died, can we actually pay for these things? And the companies, they make sure that, you know, that will happen. Um, well, at least the good ones do. And then so they get better ratings. So any, so yes, it's possible that can happen, but that's why it's important to know not every company is the same. Same way, not every car is the same. There's a big difference between buying a Toyota and, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, another car. Certain cars, you know, are going to last longer or it's going to be better quality cars. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that when somebody does look into it, you want to go with the best companies. And you, you'll you know that just based off of the rating. So if a company is A rated or better, then you know it's going to pay. Also, if the company's been around for 200 years, you know you're good. For you sure. know, so, mm-hmm. so things like that, I always tell people to look into, you know, so that's something you want to pay attention to.
Yep. So um, one thing for me personally, me being in the sales industry for so long, yeah. I have this personal vendetta against other salespeople. Okay. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm a salesperson myself. Yeah, yeah. But again, I'm a salesperson that works on commission, so I know what it's like yeah. to steer the conversation in the way that I want it to go so that way I can benefit off of this off yeah. of this sale. So when it comes to the insurance, you really have to make sure that the salesperson or the insurance agent that's uh, signing you up for the policy yeah. knows what they're talking about no, 100%. And, and legit because yeah, they'll yeah. sign you up for something that you have no business correct, having. Correct, correct. And, and I think that's the one thing that gives insurance a bad name is because not every agent will do the best thing for the client. So then now someone will get a, a, a policy that was set up incorrectly or they got the wrong type of policy because they was going, like I said, hiking and the person sold them dress shoes. Why? Because they make better commissions off of dress shoes. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then, yes, 100%, that makes a big difference. So then now a person will have a, a, a negative thought about how insurance works or should they have it or not. But that had nothing to do with insurance as a whole, Mm -hmm. but that had to do with they, you know, dealt with a bad agent or a bad sales rep, you know. So, yeah, that's something you got to pay attention Mm -hmm. to, you know, um, and it's unfortunate, but that's in any industry. Car salesmen get a bad, you know, name. But sure. I'm still going to go buy a car. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean something is wrong with the Porsche because the person who worked at the Porsche dealership is crazy. You know, so that happens, you know, but I, I try to at least me also being somebody who's in sales. I try to know the difference between the product and the person selling the product. And, yeah, there are some crazy people in every industry, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change that the product is awesome. You know, Not true. yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about when you said um, what was the. What was the bureau or the company that keeps track of the medical history? The MB. Oh, the MIB. MIB, MIB right? MIB. So I'm thinking yeah. when I go into the the hospital and the doctor says, "Oh, yeah. do you smoke?" Yeah, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> "You better say no." Hookah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? But and it's worse than that. So there's another thing now that they use. It's called. You guys might have not heard. It. It's called Lexus Nexus, right? Yeah. I've heard of Lexus. You heard Skip of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So with Lexus Nexus, it's not just your medical history. They see every time you had you you ran a red light, every time you got a traffic stop. So it's like it's like a credit score for your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to where any if you if you if you're in debt too long for something or you're it's everything. And then so they use that either to help you or to hurt you when you're trying to qualify for certain things. It pretty much gives you like a life score, you know, yeah, sure. um, which is yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> tell tell me about this. I've heard stories about you know, let's just say there's. Um, the insurance, when you have a policy, it's not going to pay out if you were in the commission of a crime or if you're yeah. doing something illegal correct, correct. or something like yeah, that. There, yeah, there's different. Yeah. A little bit? Yeah, there's de- yeah, so there's definitely certain things. And this, um, so one of the companies we um, that we work with, they actually sold the policy to Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. And that policy paid out. After okay. Bonnie and Clyde, okay. the bank uh, robbers, yeah, the bank robbers, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So they was going, so they had, a, they sold the policy to them. They've been around that long, right? And the policy paid out, but because of that situation, now they're like, all right, we're gonna have to change the rules on how these things work because you mm. can't just. Because imagine this: imagine if I'm like, I need to change my family's life. <laughs> I'm gonna get a million dollar policy, right? <laughs> and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to rob this bank. And if I make it, <laughs> I got a million dollars. And if I don't make it, they still going to get a million dollars. Right. So the companies do that to protect, protect themselves. So, yeah. So if you do certain things like um, if you kill yourself or if you're committing a crime, yeah, it will be where it won't pay out. Yep. So there's different situations like that. Yeah. So you do you have these families have to have like um, wills in place for someone to go collect the money? No, no, they don't. I mean, it's, it's smart to have a will, but you don't need it. 
you know, now here's what I always suggest is whoever is the person's beneficiary, meaning who the, who's the money going to go to, mm-hmm. they should know that there's a policy in place. So, for example, if you have a policy, let's say you have kids, your kids are a beneficiary, they, should, they shouldn't be clueless right. to know, okay, if something happened to dad, what do we do? No, you should, they should know, hey, if anything happens to me, go in this drawer over here, mm-hmm. call this number, and they'll be able to take care of everything else. So the only thing that I would say something like that will, will happen is if the person who is supposed to be responsible had no idea that a policy was even in place who to call. But but as long as you you know that, yeah, you'll be fine. What's the time frame for a payout? It depends. It depends on the company, depends on the situation. Yeah. So I've I've seen I've seen policies pay out and within a week. But then I've also seen it take over a year. You know, so it really just depends on how did the person pass. You know, was it from natural causes or were they killed? Because you know, and the company sometimes will do their own investigation of into course, certain things. Because people yeah, kill yeah. the husbands and the correct, wives. Correct, correct, correct. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know or, or, or the person is missing. That's the worst. We're like, we don't even know if the person is dead. You know, mm. so then now the company has to. There, there was no death certificate because the person went on a trip, a ski trip, and they just disappeared. How do we know that they actually died? You know, right. so situations like that will cause it to be where it could take longer. But in a traditional situation, yeah, it'll be like right away. Yep. Does location play a part in like lo- ge- geographic location of where you are in the United States play a part of what your rate is going to be? Like, am I going to yes. get a cheaper rate because I live in Florida yes. compared to California? Yes, or something yes, like yes, that? yes. So, <laughs> New York and California is the worst place ever to highest. do anything. To oh, do okay. anything, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get you get worse policies. You get uh, they charge you more. But everywhere outside of California and New York is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Now and that, and that has nothing to do with the insurance companies. Those are the states mm-hmm. that create these things that make things more expensive. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And and I was in New York because I have an office in New York, right? So I was in New York for the longest, and for whatever reason, New York just got their own set of rules. It's like its own country, mm-hmm. you know, to where they just make things more difficult for everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, but outside of New York and California, everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah. How how did you get into this? Um, so I got into it actually like. I, I would say kind of like by mistake, you know, so I, I've been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember, you know, so me and my wife, we had two spas that we you know, owned and operated. We opened up spas, a, spas like okay. where they do like massage therapy, you know, um, facials, things like that. So we started our first spa when I was 20. Right. So we had our own business from then. And then I actually um, had a courier company where, you know, I had like um, four or five different trucks delivering packages, things like that. So we were business owners making good money. Just didn't know what to do with the money, right? I was like, all right, so where do I put this money, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when I started reading a lot of books, you know. So I started reading things like, you know, um, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, uh, Money Master the Game, Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or what was the other one? Um, the Richest Man in Babylon. That's another one I like, yeah, you I know. Like so, so from reading these books, that's when I started learning about things like compound interest, you know, or, or where do I put my money, Roth IRAs, things of that nature. And then so I started looking to where to put my money and I found the company just as a client, you know, so I, I wanted to set up a retirement, didn't have one because as an entrepreneur, you don't get the, mm-hmm. you don't get a 401k, Correct. you know, so, so I found the company as a client. I just learned so much in that process. I'm like, yo, how come I never knew about these things? And I was like, I'm pretty sure if I need to know about it, other people need to know about it. So I started doing it really just on the side, like just a way to make some little extra money on the side. Mm-hmm. I started making more money on the side <laughs> than I was making from my, from my businesses. And that's when I decided to do it, you know, full time. So up. it kind of happened by mistake. It was never like a dream of mine to sell insurance. I was like, what? Right. Like, who thinks of this, right? But it, but it, but it turned out to be great. So, you know. I mean, I think yeah. you're educating people and, you yeah. know, this this information is, is vital to people who wasn't exposed to that. I, don't, I know yeah. people that I grew up with. Yeah. 
had no knowledge about any of this. Yeah. You know? Yep. And right now, I would say, like, easily 80% of the people that I talk to don't know what compound interest is or they don't know if I put my money in the bank, what does that mean? Or should I even put my money in the bank? Like, mm -hmm. most people don't know these things. So even outside of me just making money, the biggest thing, you know, so what passion over profits, our biggest thing is educating people. We want to make sure people have the financial literacy, make sure that they know what it is that they should do. Because once you know better, you could do better. It's just that most people don't know, you know. So for us, yeah, it's a big deal. Yep. Got you. Mm -hmm. um, there were some agents, um, some timeshare agents, some real estate agents that um, they'll say they they brand new in the game and they do real estate full time, uh -huh. right? So they don't have consistent income whatsoever, hundred percent commission. If they yep. don't sell a house, they don't get paid. Um, how difficult is it to work with clients that don't have a consistent income coming in? You know, because again, once you miss a payment or two of the policy, yep. it's it, it's over with. So, yeah, how yeah. difficult is it to work with clients that don't have well, a consistent well, to, income? Well, it's not really. They not be it, it's it's not an time? issue because that's like saying, how does the phone company deal with the fact that <laughs> this person not making money? Is either you want the phone or you don't. So, the, I think the issue is is most people we don't have the right. Priorities in place. Okay, yeah. So then most people, they will cancel their policy to make sure that their internet is paid. But if but if, if they were to pass away, what is their internet going to do for their family? Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. I think the problem is, is that we need to be better educated on what things are the most important. Because people got money. Mm-hmm. They got money, right? It's just we're spending it on the wrong things. For sure. You know, so so that, that does um, become an issue sometimes of just me trying to do better at educating people on what is important to them. But at, at the end of the day, as long as I don't do something that's outside of their budget, then it's not really a problem, you know, because really, if you're spending $100 a month on a policy, that shouldn't take food off the table. That shouldn't, like, you mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? And, and if it does, you got bigger problems. For sure. <laughs> you got bigger problems if you don't got $100 yeah, a month. For sure, for sure. And know? I know a yeah. lot of people, they they hear other people have bigger policies, and yeah. they, they, they want to match what that other person has, and yeah. maybe that's out of their budget. Correct. But, I mean, I think it's important for them to know it's okay to start small. Yeah, absolutely. You know absolutely. Saying? It's definitely okay to start small. Because if not, you'll lose it. Like I said, it's like, it's a car. It's like a car. The, the Toyota is not going to cost the same price as the, as the Bentley. Not everybody can get the Bentley. And I get it. You've seen the Bentley. You're like, no, mm -hmm. I need that. I need that. I was like, no, that's outside your budget. Relax. Just get something that's taking you from, you know, from point A to point B. That's where you're going to start. Now, when you're ready for the Bentley, you can get one. But that don't mean everybody needs to start. You can there, always you know? add to the policy or you have to get a it whole depends. new policy. It depends. It depends. If you're young and you're healthy, you can. But it's not a guarantee that you can always add, like, more coverage or, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Which is why it's so important to get it when you're young, get it when you're healthy. But as long as you're healthy, you, there's not going to be an issue. Yeah. So would you recommend, like, most parents, like you said earlier, yeah. get it for their kids? Yeah. But maybe they can do, like, a smaller policy that's kind of manageable? No, they can get a big policy and it'll still be cheap really? because the kid is so young. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, so for, like, like for me, if I were to get a $500,000 policy, it might cost me, and I'm talking about, like, an IUL, the one that builds cash and everything. It might cost me, like, $400 a month, Right. But if you do that same exact thing for a one-year-old, it's going to be like $50. Oh. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, so it's cheap. That's why it's so important to get it while they're young. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't understand That's that. play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Instead of buying and designing Exactly. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and and I tell people all the time, shoot, tell 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 the, the family, don't don't get them all this these toys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Overfund their policy. Yeah. <laughs> because that's gonna give them millions, you know? 
But yeah. Interesting. So for the people out there that are looking to become insurance agents, how yeah. does that process work? Well, that process is no different than real estate. You know, you gotta you gotta get a license. You know, um, it's better when you're connected with the company because you don't you don't need to work with the company to to sell insurance. You can do it independently. I just don't recommend that because now you're on your own. It's like, all right, I got this license. What do I do with it? Mm. It's like, I don't know what to do with this. So the benefit of working with the company is you're going to get coaching. You're going to get mentoring. And we'll, we'll, we'll help you avoid a lot of the common mistakes that most people make. But what do you do? You get a license. And then it's a matter of you learn what's the best way to help a family. You know, so we help people with that process as far as getting into the industry, getting licensed and being able to learn how to go out and help families. Yeah, but it's a, but it's a simple process. Mm. It's, a, it's a matter of, you know, somebody gets signed up and the, the licensing process for us usually takes about two weeks for somebody to get the license. But just because you have a license, that doesn't mean you know how to use it. Right. <laughs> you, like how many people on the road? You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to drive. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Where did you get your license from? Yeah. You know. So just because you have a license, that doesn't mean you should go off on your own and start driving NASCAR. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So so getting the license is easy. Knowing how to do the best thing for the family that takes a little bit of time. But like I said, that's the benefit of working with a, a company or working with a coach. Period. You know, um, and having a mentor teaching you those different things. So yeah. similar to like a real estate agent. Yep. So when I get my license, I mean, I still have to be underneath a broker. So yep. on the insurance side, if you say I can work on my own, yep. do I still have to be like. No, underneath? you don't have to be under a broker. Yeah, really? you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. So with with um, with real estate, you must. But no insurance, you don't have to. But like I said, it will be beneficial. Cause I, yeah, cause to do that it, yeah, <laughs> because then you get the help from the broker. Yeah. You know, so do you have to do it that way? No, but it's, it's smart to at least in the beginning. And then, then from there, goal, at least for me, become a broker yourself as soon as possible. You know, because then now you're in the position where you're really making good money. You know, both in real estate and in insurance, people who make the most money are the brokers. Yeah. Always. You know, so a lot of people, they don't always transition from going to an agent to a broker. But if you want to make, like, real money, that's, that's the route to go. Yep. Become a broker. Is there a continued education as well? Yeah. 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 Every two years. Every two years. You know, but it's simple. You could do it in the weekend, you know, so it's real simple to do. So we have a big uh, real estate following uh -huh. and they're used to either selling that, you know, piece of property and getting that one check. But what I love about the insurance industry, I told you before yeah. when we met uh, last week, is that whenever you help a family get a policy, you're able to get a commission every time that family renews their policy, which yeah, is yeah. every year, correct? Yeah, so well, it depends on the type of policy. It depends on the company. So it, it changes for what it is. But it's not a commission. It's a residual, so, which is similar to a commission, but it's, 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 it's a little bit different. So the commission is where you get one big check. Mm -hmm. You know, you sold the policy, you got one big check. But then most of the policies will also have residuals, which means that every year that person has the policy, you're going to get – Another check. So it's not as big, but still, yeah. it adds up. Because yeah. if I've been doing this for five, ten years, I had a hundred clients every couple months over over five, ten years. I got thousands of clients now. Mm -hmm. So now every month I'm getting residuals from the client that I had that month two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that adds up. You know, so yeah, so so speaking of PB PBD, right? Yeah. So when you say he sold the company off, so yeah. I would imagine he had his book of business. Yeah. And so when he sold it off, this, yeah. he sold the book of business yes, off he sold too, the book. Yes, right? correct, correct. Okay. Can, can an agent myself sell my book of business? It depends. So in our company, yes. 
Not every company allows you to do that. So in our company, somebody owns their book of business. So because they own their book of business, yes, they can sell it. We actually had agents who sold their book of business. Get out of here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, you know, so so that can happen. But not every company will let you. They're like, yeah, you leave, we keeping it. <laughs> we keeping that. So don't leave. But uh, but in our company, yeah, you can sell it. So yeah. when it comes to that, I mean, I guess you just name your price, and if someone... no, 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 no. So they they have their own like algorithms and gotcha. as far as how they gotcha. and, and i mean at the end of the day i'm pretty sure it's negotiable yeah. you know as far as no i'm not taking that i want more but um or you can just not take it mm-hmm. but um but yeah they they have different ways on how they'll determine speaking the speaking of, of that why yeah. would someone want to sell their book of business I um mean, just because you don't want to be in the industry no more that's it so for example the the guy who was in our company who did sell it he wanted to focus more on like becoming a pastor you know doing other things that he just didn't want to do insurance anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and I think he sold it for like close to a million dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. So then he was and he was making already about a quarter million dollars a year. Right. So it would have made sense to just keep it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now you got to keep up your licenses. Now people are still calling you yeah, like, exactly. like, I don't want to deal with that. So instead of me um, dealing with that, I'm kind of trying to do something different in my life. I'm going to sell this. He got one or two million dollars, you know. So, yeah, people do it. Yeah. Does he still get his residuals? No, no, because no. that's what he's selling. Oh, the whole book. Yeah, that's what he's yeah. selling. Yeah, he's selling those residuals, you know. But he walked away with a check, you know, for yeah. seven figures. So yeah. I'm, I'm, you can't be mad at him, you know. Some people might be like, no, nah, that's stupid. You should have kept it. But some people is like, no, I'll take this. It's like, it's like the lotto. Do, do you take the one lump sum right, or right. the— Exactly. <laughs> or, what would you take? <laughs> I'm taking the lump sum. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. We're not going to wait 20 years. I don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. That's so, true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yep. Um— Speak a little bit about the annuities, right? Mm-hmm. I, I hear that word all the time. It's like yeah. a buzzword. Um, you educated me a little bit last week on it, yeah. but for the listeners, when they hear that word annuities, what exactly yeah. is what is so exactly an annuity is, that? is a type of retirement product. So there's a lot of different types of retirement products. So 401k is a retirement product. 403b is a retirement product. The Roth IRA is a retirement product. So an annuity is another type of retirement product, right? Um, so it's just another one of those. Now the big benefit of the annuity, though is that you can get something called guaranteed income for life, right? So then let's say I have money in a 401k, right? I have um, 100000 right? If I were to use 10000 a year, I'm going to run out of money in 10 years, mm-hmm. right? Makes sense, right? But then if you take that same money and put it in an annuity first, then what the annuity company says, well, instead of us um, giving you 10000 a year, we're only going to give you 8000 a year, right? But we guarantee it for the rest of your life. So it doesn't matter how long you live, even after your money is gone, they will pay you forever. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so it's a, it's a that's the big benefit of the annuity is being able to get that guaranteed income. You know, so anything else you can get it from any other product. That's the one thing that annuity does that another product can't do. You know, is that? I think the answer is not to be a insurance agent i think the answer is to start your own insurance company <laughs> i think no, that's 100%. what, a, yeah, that's yeah, what a bread is that, that's it no definitely but a lot of, it's, that's like saying you don't want to you know get a job you want to start a business yeah, yes yeah, yeah. 100% <laughs> but a lot of people don't want to deal with the 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 um the responsibility yeah, of, of having their own business they're like yeah. how many people you talk to is like yo you should be about like no i don't want to do that like why not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you'll make so much more money they're like no i just want to do my job and go home right so sure. yeah definitely if you're looking to make more money yeah start your own company but that's with any business really mm-hmm. got you yep but that's that's the goal i try to tell people hey 
you want to think like an entrepreneur, you want to think like a business owner, um, you know, and that that's really our big mission is to help people become entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. not even insurance agents, not even insurance brokers. We want to teach people and help them become entrepreneurs, regardless of what industry that's in, because we understand that entrepreneurship is going to, number one, is going to be the best chance of you becoming financially free. Absolutely. You're not going to be financially free from a job. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. You got to start a business. And then number two is we believe, also believe that that's what's going to help solve a lot of the world's issues. I would, I would say probably all the world's issues is mm-hmm. going to be solved by an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be solved by an employee. employee. You get what I'm saying? Right, yeah. you know, so that's, that's our goal is to help people become entrepreneurs, become business owners. Not only is that good for them and their family, but it's good for everybody. You know? Got you. Yep. That's dope. Wow. Um, you definitely enlightened me, man, and you mm-hmm. definitely enlightened the viewers on insurance. I mean, it seems yeah. like you're very knowledgeable. Well, right? I appreciate it. Thank you. I thank you for, you know, um, having me out. You know, um, and, and like I said, that's our goal is to make sure that people are aware of um, the, the different things that exist, what they can do, what steps they can take. You know, so I appreciate you, you know, for um, even having me on this platform, you know, talking to, you know, your viewers, you know, making sure they just learn a little bit more about, you know, the different things going on on, on the insurance side as well. Got you. And how can someone contact you if they want to learn more or get started with a policy? Yeah. So if they want to contact me, shoot, my phone number is the best thing. Shoot, mm-hmm. that's the best way to contact me. I give it to them now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 321-696-4166. That's my phone number. That's the best way. Also, I'm on Instagram as well. Um, it's Builders Coalition on Instagram. Um, that's probably going to be the top two ways to find, get in contact with me is just call me, text me, or get on my Instagram, send me a DM. That's the best way. I mean, there's other ways, but those are going to be the top two. Yeah. Got you. Nice. Got you. Richard, are we missing anything? Nah, this man dropped jewels. I don't want him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mind coming back. Let yeah. me know. You know, we come back and set something else up. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah. Um, let's, let's shout out to our sponsors before we get out of here, mm-hmm. Rich. And shout out to Factual Film Studio. Uh, if you're looking to rent studio space to do a podcast or photo shoots, contact Factual Films. They can be located at 8865 Commodity Circle, Suite 7B. Their contact is on the screen as you see now. All right. And we out just like awesome. that.